When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tell me that's not a banger. Lido Shuffle, Boz Skaggs from the Silk Degrees album from 1976. Welcome back to the final hour of the program, everyone. The final banger for SEN Summer Mornings this January 16, 2024. Hello to our friends in Sydney, tuning in via SEN 1170 AM to our friends in Queensland. Brisbane, SEN Q693, the Gold Coast, SEN 1620, and via the SEN app. We'll catch up with Robbie Slater from Codesport to talk all things football shortly on the program. We've been reminiscing, reminiscing about the West Indies cricketers today, wrestlers, and the rest of it. So he wrote that song with David Page, and if you know your music history, David was a member of Toto, also his co-writer on Lowdown. And he said the song, Lido is one of these sort of names, it's not really a name, but it just worked well in a song. Rhythmically, it's a song about a drifter looking for a big score, and the two of them are really good at crafting songs with really intriguing and interesting storylines. A tombstone bar making like a beeline, bang bang banger. Thank you very much. Uh, Boz is the buzz, Jules. Boz Skaggs, Jules. I recall a party night singing it's over in the faces of our Kincopple Rose Bay convert crew. <laughs> My bold, defined act was delusional and irrelevant. I'd expect nothing less from you. Bondi Jack. Uh, woo! Lido Shuffle says it's very, very popular, that tune today. Boz Skaggs. We've got Robbie Slater on the line. Actually, I want to get his thoughts on Boz's comments about shifting the A-League season. But football, as you know, never stops. There is a stack going on in the world game. The return of the Premier League, your night round in the A-League, the Asia Cup, much, much more. Robbie Slater, Aussie football legend, code sports columnist on the line right now. Morning, Rob. Julian, how you doing, mate? Really well. You don't mind a bit of Boz Skaggs? For a oh, Tuesday morning? Shuffle. Yeah. Oh, how Brought good is that? Yeah, well, it's like a karaoke great. classic. <laughs> it certainly is. Uh, just so, while I've got you, uh, just checking this line's okay. I hate getting to the end of an interview and 
I get home and someone goes, oh, that was a really bad line. How's the line? Yeah. It, it's it's pretty good at the moment, uh, Rob. Hey, listen, your night rounds. Let's get your thoughts. On, actually, no, before yeah. that, no, sorry. We, we This news came to light as, as we came off air and, you know, I know you'd written about it or talked about it. The terrible news yesterday about the passing of Stevie Labert. Was he 46? Just a wonderful player, Socceroo brethren, and uh, far too young. Yeah, yeah, I crossed paths with him many, many times. Uh, a really, a real gentle giant. Uh, good player, strong, uncom- uncompromising defender, and I know that because back in '98, I played for Northern Spirit towards the end of my career, and I came up him against him a couple of times, and he really kicked the shit out of me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was very uncompromising, like I said. But, you know, then obviously, uh, you know, he played for Australia 15 times, I think it was. Uh, so, you know, I was there commentating at, at that stage throughout his career. And, you know, people, you wouldn't realise that uh, he had a, very good reputation in Belgium, where he played for Muscron and and Genk, and certainly marked those clubs um, and marked <clears> the game. And you know, obviously, a very courageous individual. And at a time when it really didn't happen, that he you know came out about his uh, sexuality, it was an incredibly courageous thing to do. But mm. I just get the feeling, you know, at the end of careers as well. And I don't know how much because I know. Footballers struggle at the end of their careers sometimes and sometimes can go on for decades. And I, I just don't think we do enough here uh, looking after our people, uh, you know, as, as the way that the NRL do, for example. I know they they look after their former players very, very well. And you just get the feeling here this was one that got away and it's very sad, very sad, yeah. far too young. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, sad day for the Australian football community. It is, and the fact that he was willing to to donate a kidney to a young man to help wow. it, it yeah, just speaks exactly. to to the, the selflessness of him. And you talk about league, and you know they support their own through men of league. And you know you know better than I do, Rob. But you know maybe it's something that the sport of soccer football needs to do better yeah. in this country. Uh, Unite rounds. We had it in the A League. Do, do you like the concept, Rob? We had twenty eight goals in the men. So if you got out there, you certainly entertained. I'm not sure logistically this would have worked. Maybe two venues as opposed to three might have been better, and I would have liked to have seen it too. Pumped up some more, Rob. Pumped up some more. But that has been a perennial problem for the A League. How would you mark Unite round? Uh, well, there's one one area, one category where it gets full marks, and that's the games. Like you said, loads of goals, you know, good entertainment. But pretty much in every other category, it fell over. Um, I think the concept, you're right, is is fantastic. Uh, yeah, people are going to know it's on, mate. Yeah. I mean, people are going to know, you know, this should have been promoted weeks and weeks, months ago. It should be, on the, it should be you know, plastered on the back of buses going around Sydney. Would have been a perfect way, you know, Unite Round coming, da da da. So everyone knew it was coming. Unless you're a diehard football fan, you didn't know. And, you know, it's farcical the way the APL have come out and said 48,000 people have attended the Unite Round. I mean, that's it's just not true. Yeah. It's just not true. How can you count in, well, let's go to Allianz, right? Which was the biggest crowd of uh, Unite Round. So they've gone and counted for the first game. 8,000 people. And then they've added that to the official crowd for Sydney FC in their game as 11,000. 
So they put them two together to come up with 19,000. I mean, I mean, I mean, do they think we're stupid? Of course, yeah. you know, like it's just, yeah. I mean, it's ludicrous how you can add, you know, what, how many fans do you think from Adelaide and Sydney were already in the stadium when they're counting 8,000? I mean, it's, mm. I mean, it's, it really does. It's just incredible. And I'm not, this is not a cheap shot, but, you know, you can't, you know, try and fool people. And, you know, to come out, you know, the day of the first night of Unite Round, which was the Friday, I read on social media, Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it these days, that, um, you know, it was, Unite Round was already declared a success um, because there was 42,000 interstate travellers coming to the games. I mean, really? Yeah. I doubt if the NRL get that up to Suncorp. Yeah. Um, you know, like, and and this is this is the problem. The APL and the you know the broadcast deal. If I include that, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm just having a go at everyone, but yeah, you know, like Bozer, I'm sort of at you know you're at the end of your tether <clears> and receipt. It's three years now. This APL's been going on, and no one knows unless you're a diehard. Mm. No one knows that it's on. I get people stopping me, and albeit they're not great big footballer fans, but. You know, they used to follow the A-League to a certain point, but they, you know, I get people asking me, has it started yet? Or is it on? Or, yeah. you know, and we're, we're, you know, if I say, oh, I've got to go, I've got to, you know, watch this game, I'm working on it tonight, and they go, well, what game? You know, like, it's just incredible that it, it's become invisible. I feel sorry for the players and coaches uh, and owners of clubs uh, that try their very best and put on, a good product like they did in Unite Round. Loads of goals, great entertainment, and some really good football. Now, is the football always great? Of course it isn't. Nowhere in the world is it always Correct. great. But I tell Correct. you what, it's, um, it's a pretty good product that's been been a big disappointment now for, for the three years since, since the A-League and pretty much the APL split with the, the FA um, and, a, and a really, really bad in my opinion, broadcast deal uh, that is run by people that really, I think, have shown that uh, they, that they haven't been able to come up with the right concept uh, for for the game. And I think there's dark, I think there's some troubled times ahead. You know, I live in the Parramatta region of Sydney. Combank Stadium was one of the venues. I wasn't there at the time, but I saw some photographs at. Is there anything going on? It's like a ghost town. Where are the flags? Where's the promotion? You know, you should be amping this up and you're not. And, you know, Bozza said on this network, it's time to move the A-League out of the summer window. The winter. You, yeah, pick up the newspaper. Do you ever see pages of soccer football? No. Summer's for cricket. Summer's for tennis, beaches and holidays. He says the last thing on people's mind is the A-League. He, he has an issue with the broadcasting as well. He said, look, there's no Craig Foster on the coverage. There's no Robbie Slater on the coverage. Is it, do you think, Rob, because they don't want people like yourself on the coverage because you would hold the game to account? Is, is that the sense you're getting? Oh, 100%. Um, and, you know, you know the, the, the decline of the APL can be directly linked to the broadcast deal where they went with 10 paramounts. And again, this is not a personal attack on, on them. It's just a fact that they have no links to, to any other, you know, possibilities of, you know, Broadcasting or or using, for instance, like a better way to explain it is you know, if you take Channel Nine and Stan, Nine has Stan, 
Dan and Nine are linked to the Sydney Morning Herald and the Age and and you know and radio stations. I think Two GB and so they have this network. And if you look at Fox Sports, uh, it's the same. It, it has a network, uh, the Murdoch uh, Empire, if you want to put it, the evil empire of News Limited has all the mastheads around the country of uh, the Daily Telegraph, Courier Mail and Herald Sun, and they're all linked. And Ken Paramount don't have those links. So therefore, um, you know, they, they haven't had in the three years much coverage uh, in that kind of respect, apart from this season, where I must say, you know, News Limited, we have been covering the A-League on Fridays and Mondays quite extensively, but it's not enough. Uh, and the trouble is, when you accept a broadcast deal, it really, you know, hasn't lived up to what it was supposed to supposed to be in a financial game for the for the game. It's I don't think it's it's been that at all, and there's just, there's no shows, there's no promotion, there's no yeah, no one knows it's on Julian. And, yeah. and like Boss has said, um, you know, and I get what he's saying. And yeah, in an ideal world, Julian, I think Boss is a hundred percent right. In a normal mm. world where football could thrive would be best suited in winter because the games would be quicker. You know, everyone goes on about the EPL, the European leagues. Yeah, of course, it's freezing. It, it makes you want to run. Uh, you know, we get games kicking off 30 degrees plus, uh, not conducive to free-flowing athletic, you know, um, football at, at a pace that you, you, when you turn on the television, you'll see from European leagues. Um, and, but still, I think we, we do pretty well at it. But the, the problem is, for us, is that, and I was involved at Fox Sports for, you know, for the first 15 years of the A-League, and, mm. and I'm pretty sure that, of, that 10 and Paramount are the same. They, none of the, the networks want to run in, not, not interested in a broadcast deal in winter because of the other sports being there. So, you know, it's, it's a problem... How do you fix that problem? You know, that that's one that's uh, yeah, you know, never been able to be solved. In fact, the the old you know people forget the last ten years of the NSL. When I grew up in the NSL, it was a winter competition, but the last ten years of the NSL were in were in summer, and then of course the A League came along, and it's always been in summer. And uh, you know, like ideally, I 100% agree, but is it possible? Is there somehow? Yeah. yeah. Someone willing to go, okay, we'll take it on uh, and we'll allow it to play in winter. Because there is a theory, you know, just because you're a football fan doesn't mean you don't like the NRL or and, and or the yeah. AFL and yep. vice yep. versa. I know a lot of the Victory fans, which is the biggest club, supported club in the country. Yeah, a lot of those fans from Melbourne Victory are massive AFL fans. Yep. Yeah. yep. Um, so... But vi- you're right, Rob. Visibility is paramount, and they're, they're suffering from a lack of that at the moment. Uh, Asia Cup, Rob, Socceroos got their campaign underway with a, well, importantly, 2-0 win over India. Uh, it's a problem that they're going to face, aren't they, particularly in, in this tournament? Hard to break dead teams defensively, but they're going to sit back. Um, you know, weren't great. Riley McGree came on, Geordie Boss came on, Fon Rowley came on. I'm a big Riley McGree fan. I think we probably need yeah. some more creativity. Have you spoken to Wani? Can you foresee any changes for the Syria game? Um, yeah, I've spoken to Wani, but he gives little away, particularly to me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, But I think if you watch the game, um, yeah, the first half made you want to go to bed, basically. Yeah. And I'm not saying 
that it was poor, but it was lethargic, it was slow, it was, you know, very few chances. Um, and then second half, all of a sudden, a couple of changes, uh, in particular, you know, Riley McGreet, uh, of course, uh, Fauna Rowley coming and Geordie Boss, who scores with his first touch. The second half was much better and much more of what I think we've got to look forward to. And you're right, we saw against Bahrain, same scoreline, uh, the India game, 2-0, 2-0. Um, that the low block, this defence, you know, that's the way these teams in the group stage are going to play against us because, you know, we, we're superior to them. And that's, um, that's a fact. Um, Syria and Uzbekistan, the other two teams in the group played out a nil-all draw and Uzbekistan had all the possession. Syria sat back. So if Syria is sitting back against Uzbekistan, you can guarantee they're going to sit back against us on Thursday night. Uh, but I expect us to improve. And in respect to your question, look, I think those two that come on, I think Fornaroli's role will continue the same off the bench. Uh, but he gave a lot of energy. Um, and the other two did as well. In particular, Riley McGree. Now, when, you know, we've lost in recent years, Rogic, Moy, you know, playmakers. Uh, and what we don't have now really is a playmaker. And I see Riley McGree being able to maybe, in some ways, you know, uh, fill that role you saw in coming coming on. He set up Geordie Boss's, Boss's goal. So he can be a creative creative mm. player. Um, and, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm in a gym and I've got someone very enthusiastic next to me. Um, <laughs> Evidently. And uh, you, you heard that banging. But, um, yeah, I agree that Riley McGree can in some... He's not an actual out-and-out number 10, Riley McGree, but I think with his energy and the way he can drift between lines, um, I think he can uh, certainly play a part. And I would not be surprised if, uh, he, if he starts against Syria on Thursday. Yeah, Aidan Rustic, of course, not getting a lot of game time either. Uh, just before we go, Rob, a couple on the text line very quickly. Wardy said he drove past Combank Stadium on Saturday. There's no sign that Unite round was on. And the last word goes to Jeremy. How good is Robbie Slater? Talk us through the 88 grand final against Marconi with Hendo retiring the penalty shootout last kick. <laughs> Happy 70th to Hendo. Yeah, well, thanks. thank you, Jeremy, for reminding of that because um, God bless him, Hendo is a legend and uh, it was a perfect send-off for him. But, of course, for Sydney Croatia, as we were called in the day, it wasn't mm. such a happy ending and I missed a penalty in that penalty shootout. But mm. anyway, mm. someone's got to miss one. Someone's got to be the bad guy. Just having a look here, Rob. 17,000 for that match to Parramatta Stadium. Talk about glory days. It was the glory days. It was uh, a fierce rivalry. Uh, two great teams. I mean, you know, Frank Farina led the line for Marconi. Yeah. The late uh, Ian Gray was a fantastic player. He was a Socceroo. Yeah. Arnie, Arnie uh, played that game, I think. I think yeah, he, of course he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. had Aunt Graham Arnold's. We had, we had, you know, four or five. Well, in both teams, I would say there would have been eight or nine Socceroos mm. you know, playing on the field. So, yeah, it was a, it was a heartbreak. I still remember. It just shows you, doesn't it? You know, like all these years later, Jesus, 88, that's that 12, <laughs> 35 years. It's still five, four. when I think of that penalty. Oh, uh, 5-4, yep. Think, so Arnie, Arnie took think, the first. 
Got it. Yeah, Gray took did. the first. Yeah. Got it. Slater took the second. Ba-bow. There's the cross. Then Frankie Farina converted, and it was uh, going to be tough yeah. going from there. Yeah, but you know the good thing there? The good thing yeah. there is I took the second one, right? And yeah. there's a good reason for that. If you forget, if you miss the second one, and then one of them missed, it went back to square. So no one actually remembers mine. They remember Shane Clinch, who missed the, the last one. Mm. So he was the one that... Uh, got the publicity but yes i did miss one but and it just shows you that it doesn't matter what, you know i carry a lot of things around with me you know i yeah. carry a run 1988 mm. grand final mm. oh, so, don't start me yeah no. oh, you got blackburn rovers rob you got blackburn rovers so there you go that's it son they can't all right that mate. we'll let you go always good to get your thoughts rob have a great day speak soon Dylan. Bye. there he is robbie slater he could talk for australia couldn't he robbie we better get to a break summer mornings